right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. got a packed show today. You got a lot of topics to cover and the shit is going to be juicy. So let's jump right into it. First one up, state of Arizona. Arizona, what in the fuck are you thinking? Gang, there are truly times where I believe the United States is in a race to the bottom to see which state can fuck up the most. And I am 60 seconds into this show and El Bubba already wants to go outside. Hashtag episode mood killer. Hold on. Shit. All right, Bubba. Go. Ah, it's cooling off. So the boys want to be outside. But back to Arizona. Again, I, I don't understand where this mindset is coming from other than just maybe based on pure unadulterated hatred. But gang, they brought back not... The death penalty, they've always had it, just like fucking Texas. But they brought back one of the most archaic forms imaginable, and that is the gas chamber. And I'm going to get into the details of the gas chamber here in a little bit. But just in case you have forgotten, Arizona is the state that had Sheriff Joseph Arpaio. Okay, if you don't know who that is, if your jaw just didn't hit the ground, you got to look his monkey ass up. But let me tell you this. Joseph Arpaio is as qualified as holding a gun and a badge as I am a medical license and a fucking scalpel. It's not what I'm strong at. That, that's that's not my jam. When you look up and you see my monkey ass standing over you as your attendant physician, you are fucked, Jack. Get up and get out. There's got to be another way. Right? He, he, Joseph Arpaio was garbage, pure, unadulterated garbage. Let's just say he's a Trump fan and Trump is a fan of his. That should tell you all you need to know about Joseph Sheriff Fuckface Arpaio. But Arizona gang has brought back the death penalty via gas chamber. Now, what makes this one especially fucked up is that it is the exact same physical setup. The chemicals are the exact same chemical compound that they used in Auschwitz. Yeah, you know, during the Holocaust, the one that fuckface Marjorie Taylor Cro-Magnon man forehead green said is the same as wearing a mask. And then that dumb asshole came back. I saw an interview with her yesterday where she said, I didn't say that. Again, here is someone so fucking stupid, she doesn't understand how the internet works. We can see you, you long-armed motherfucker. We heard it. She also denied saying Jewish space lasers. Gosh, she, she's either stupid or the people she represents are that fucking stupid. But back to the fucking gas chamber. Gang, when you look other than convert oxygen to carbon dioxide and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, other than, you know, the five points of homeostasis, 
If you ever look up at your situation and you realize you are walking hand in hand with Third Reich Nazi Germany, you're doing something fucking wrong, Jack. I mean, on the strength. And, and when this idea was pitched, you mean not one person stood up and said, yo, yo, yo. That, that's the same shit that the fucking Nazis did to the Jews. And again, again, it's this whole, and just in case you haven't figured out, gang, I am anti-fucking death penalty. I just am. First and foremost, there's an enormous, enormous, what? Enormous racial bias. If you are black or brown, you are infinitely more likely to ride the fucking lightning than your white brothers and sisters are. That's just a fact. And here's the other reason why I'm anti-death penalty. Gang, if you execute 100 prisoners, and if you botch just one execution, in other words, you executed someone who was not guilty of the crime, that is exactly 77 trillion people too many. Our American justice system is already fucked up. So adding the death penalty on top of it, to me, only makes it go several notches lower. Now, four minutes ago, I let Elbub outside. Guess whose fat ass is sitting at the door looking at me, big doe eyes, all pathetic. God damn it, Bubba. Hold on. Shocky. The four-legged meatloaf came in. His brother, not so... Uh, now, here's Papa. Here's Papa. See what... what? Let me try. Watch. He's not going to come in. Papa, you coming? Go fuck yourself. Okay. Where the fuck was I? I got to get focused. And you know how we get focused on this show? Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Death penalty. But again, the American justice system gang is already fucked up. And I can hear, well, I mean, what's the normal comeback, right? Oh, Robert, what if that was your mother? You killed, shut the fuck up. Even if you made it personal, my answer does not change. Put his monkey ass in prison. Trust me, gang, prison sucks enough already. Have that person live their sentence in a fucking jail. Now, the other problem I have with the death penalty and the American justice system Again, you guys who sit here and you fucking jerk off and you rub your nipples to the fact that we are having, you know, a death penalty uh, execution. Here's the thing. Let me make it personal for you. Right. Because that, that's what people always say. Right. It's always. Uh, well, what if that was your mom? What if that was your dad that got killed? Right. I, I Let's let's flip the script. You go sit in that death chamber and you watch someone die. You wouldn't do it. Right. It's just like you fucking assholes. You sit there. Oh, I would die for Jesus. No, you wouldn't. No, you would not. Like I said, when your best friend puts a gun to your head, who's also a Christian and says, oh, denounce Jesus. I'm not going to do what I love. Jesus. Shut the fuck up. Let someone that you do not know. Let someone whose name is Muhammad Akbar put that gun to your head and tell you to denounce Jesus. Right. Who the fuck is Jesus? I don't know who that fucker. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Same thing here. You talk tough. Go watch someone struggle. And no matter, and even if they told you this person was guilty of the most heinous fucking crime, you would back the fuck out. You would. You know why? Because you're softer than baby shit. And there's nothing wrong with being softer than baby shit. 
but you would not sit there and watch someone struggle to take their next breath. You just wouldn't. Now, gang, there's a constitutional amendment, if I'm not mistaken, but against cruel and unusual punishment. And again, I am not soft on crime, right? Yeah, what's the old saying? If you do the crime, you need to do the time. I am all for that. I am not soft on crime. If you fuck up, you go to jail, Jack. I I couldn't be more serious. But here's the thing. You got to figure out what do you want our prison systems to be? Because right now they're purely punitive. Right. There, there is no rehab in this at all whatsoever. All jail does is make people angrier and more efficient criminals. That's it. Right. You got to say these people are going to get out of jail and we haven't helped them for shit. And yes, I said the word help. They're going to get back out. They are going to get back out. So you can sit here and you continue to say, give them bread and water and put them in solitary confinement. They got what they deserve. Well, guess what? That person's getting out and they're going to live two miles from your house. That person is nothing but angrier and stronger as a result of spending 15 years behind bars. They've got no job skills at all whatsoever. What do you think these people are going to go back doing? Start a Fortune 500 company? I dare to say they're not going to do it. They're going to go back to exactly what got them in jail in the first place, except this time they're going to do it longer, harder, and more importantly, meaner. So what, what, what do you want in terms of a prison system here, gang? Now, the one, the prison systems that are infinitely more restorative, again, our prisons should have a revolving door in front of them. Our European brothers and sisters, you know, the place where the cops don't carry guns, they're prisoners. You should see their prisons. They look like dorm rooms. They're nice. And I remember an interview once, and I think I said it in a previous podcast, the dude was like, I am very well aware that I fucked up, that I I, I need to serve my time. But they they eat fresh food, real food. And the punishment is, you know, I, I can't see my family. I'm I'm not on my own schedule, but these people were able to ride bikes. There were no guards, you know, pointing guns at their face 24 seven. They were treated like people. They were given education. They were given therapy. So they don't, they figure out what the demon is inside of them. So they don't go back and reoffend. Gang, our European brothers and sisters got it down pat. It's just fucked up ass system of we're just going to keep beating people down. Again, I'm not a fan. I mean, I I am not soft on crime. If you fuck up, you need to go to jail. But we need to figure out what kind of system do we want? Purely punitive or do we want it restorative? I say fucking restorative, right? Because again, especially for you fiscal conservatives, it costs more money to keep someone in jail and to execute them than it would to educate, feed them proper food and give them some sort of therapy. So again, They can find out the demon that's inside of them. Because again, these people are getting back out. But back to the death penalty. The exact same chemical compound, gang, is what they are using to execute people now in fucking Arizona. You have a choice. Isn't that so nice? And I was listening to the interviews about this topic. And some of these executions, gang, again, it's kind of a, it's kind of a perverse joke 
you know, when you say botched execution, it's like at the end of the adult, at the end of the day, if they're dead, it did it really botch? But again, there we you cannot. There's something in the rule books that talks about cruel and unusual punishment. Sometimes it takes these people over two hours to die. They convulse. They shake fucking violently. Some of the details that I heard, I am not going to fucking repeat. And again, for all you assholes who are sitting there saying, well, Robert, what if that was your family member? I'll reverse it and flip it on you. Go watch it. Go watch it. Again, sit there and let the uh, prison warden read the laundry list of criminal activities. You'll go in that room hating the fucker. And you know what's going to happen? As soon as they flip the switch and that person starts crying and struggling to live, you are going to You know what it is? I tell the ladies in my self-defense class this all the time. Because here's the thing, in my line of work, and it is a gruesome fact, rape survivors, more times than not, they know their fucking uh, attackers. You know their name. You grew up with this person. He's in your brother fraternity, right? You know this person. And again, it's super easy to say, I'll kick him in his nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's super. I tell these ladies this all the time. It's easy to say it. But the moment you take one of his fingers and bend it back until it snaps like a wishbone, he's going to start crying. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to go from your rapist back to your best friend, John. That's just human nature, right? We are not programmed to hurt other people. We're just not. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with being softer than baby shit, but let's keep it real. And that's why I tell the ladies, you got to stay on the gas pedal. As rough as it may be, because the moment you let up is the moment he steps on his gas pedal. You got to fuck him up for all you people talking tough like, oh, oh, go watch it. And again, raped and murdered 77 people burned down, you know, an orphanage for puppies. You're going to hate him walking in. Sit and watch that person struggle to live. You will change. So, Arizona, you you, you took 5000 steps back into time, Jack. Again, other than just being a basic human being, the five points of fucking homeostasis. Do I remember the five points? Warm-blooded, give birth to live young, convert oxygen to carbon dioxide, uh, body hair. What was the fifth one? Fuck, that was a long time ago. I learned that one. That's what happens when you're a phys ed major. And it may be brain damage. I can't remember what the fucking fifth one was. But anyway, when you look up and other than the five points of homeostasis, If you got anything in common with the fucking Nazis, your program fucking sucks, Arizona. And you are using literally the exact same torture device that ends in a gruesome death that the fucking Nazis, the Third Reich, used during World War II. Arizona, you got to be fucking kidding me. And because we just wrapped up the first topic, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious gin and truth let's go all right gang so i told y'all <clears throat> i'm a former born again christian now again I, I i openly admit i don't get to tell christians what make christians christianity but i can still have my fucking opinion and so i saw foot face frank turk because again hashtag i hate myself and he quoted tim keller i'm not a big fan of tim keller again i've always said whether I say, fuck you, or fuck you, I'm still saying fuck you. But and he, they always trot Tim Keller's monkey ass out there because he's a nice Christian. But, you know, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter whether you call a gay person a fucking faggot or you're like, you know, it's, it's just not God's best for you. The end result's still the fucking same. You're homophobic. That's it. I don't care how much you hide behind your God. But fuckface Frank Turk quoted Tim Keller, and I'm trying to remember the quote. It's not going to go word for word, but it was like, show me the God that you don't believe in. Show me the God that you reject. And that's probably the God that I don't believe in either. Now, the reason why that I have an issue with that, gang, Christianity does not evolve. It does not. It does not take in new information. They're still kicking the same bullshit they did 1,500 years ago. That's not an exaggeration, right? Yeah. All they do, it's kind of like find the queen, right? Find the queen, find the queen. She's a she's a tricky girl. She's a tricky girl. You put $40 down, you point to the card to the middle. What is it? It's the deuce of spades. It's just a card game, right? It's that fucking three-card Monty. It's that sh- the the walnut, and you know, you have where, where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's the ball? That's all it is. Right? Because the moment, and let, let, let's get back to what fuckface Tim Keller was talking about. The problem with what Tim Keller's doing is no matter. What God you describe, he's going to tell you, you got the wrong one, right? And again, I think it's fucking hilarious. No, I don't. That again, you would take someone like me, 39 years as a practicing Christian. Now, no, motherfuck me, Matt Dillahunty, uh, one of the head guys here for the Austin community of uh, atheists, the ACA. Matt Dillahunty was on his way to being a pastor. I've known, uh, was it Godless Iowan? I've been on his show. I think it was him. He he was a Pentecostal preacher, had the stripes, and now these men are atheists. And they will sit there and they will say the exact same thing that they said when they were pastors, or in Matt's case, studying to be one. But because it came out of the mouth of an atheist, what will a Christian say? Oh, that's, that's not Christianity. Shut the fuck up. Because if you would have listened to Godless Iowan, you know, 15 years ago when he was sitting on the pulpit, you would have said, yes, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now that he's an atheist, you get to say, no, no, that that's the wrong interpretation. Again, Christian, goddamn, started raining here. Shit. That came, I would say that came out of nowhere. That explains why my back and my hip have been fucking killing me. Let's see if Papa wants to come inside. Remind me of a Godless Iowan. Come on, Papa. Shit. You want to? Papa. And he still doesn't want to come inside. He's just going to sit on the porch. No, now, uh, this one. All right, you know what? Fuck you, Papa. Shit. <laughs> he would just sit there and run those laps. But back to Godless Iowa. Again, what he said while he was on the pulpit, he could repeat today, and a Christian will tell him, you took it out of context. You don't know what you're talking about. So no matter what God you describe to Tim Keller, he's going to say, that's not the God of the Bible. Again, they do not take in new information. They do not change. They just sit here and come up with more excuses, right? It's like when I was a kid, I know, I know, I know. Robert, you left us. That means you were never one of us. Shut the fuck up, right? But when I was a kid, again, again, I, I was not Easter Sunday, Christmas morning guy. I went to fucking church, right? And nowhere, never. Ever did they ever say this is a relationship? No, it is a fucking religion. You are in a religion, right? Again, half Baptist, I was half Catholic. Where I went to church just depended on which side of the family I was staying with for that stretch of time. 
as I continue to build, hashtag unprofessional, right? And so, and I remember the first time I ever heard this, at least to my face, I was at work and we were talking about religion because shit, we talk about anything at work. And I used the word religion, right? Now, one of my coworkers, I will never forget the smug look. Oh man, I actually remember we were near the Stairmaster. I still remember this fucking conversation. And he kind of rolled his eyes and kind of got that smirk. It's not a religion. (laughs) It's a relationship. It's like, what? And I was like, well, let me ask you something there, fuckface. Do you believe in and do you worship a supernatural deity? It's like, yeah, of course. It's like, do you know what that's the definition of? Fucking religion. Again, you guys haven't changed anything. You don't evolve. You don't take in new information. And you think just because you use a different word to describe the same phenomenon. Well, guess what? The phenomenon's still the fucking same. Right? It all it, it, It's the equivalent of switching up numbers in a math equation and then acting like you got a different answer. Right? I say, hey, you know, three plus two equals five. Like, Robert, hello. It's two plus three. Everyone knows that. I'm like, hey, fuck face. Did we still get to the number five? Then it's the same fucking equation. Right? And so, again, these word games that like a Tim Keller and a fuck face Frank Turk will pull isn't it to me it's just getting old right? like shut the fuck up but again describe the god that you don't believe in and i probably don't believe in that god either well again coming out of the mouth of an atheist that's exactly what they're going to say that is exactly what they were going to say but if i describe that god when i was 38 years old the last year that i spent as a christian you know what they would say you nailed it yeah, absolutely fucking nailed it, right? And yeah, I, I truly hope, you know, just because I'm thinking about this asshole, goddamn it, I need another drink. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. But fuckface Joseph Abraham. Did y'all ever see that fucking interview that me and Peter did with this asshole? So again, if you don't know how these YouTube interviews were, it goes a little something like this. Uh, let's say we start up at 12 noon the way Peter does it. You know, he wants you to call in about 15 minutes earlier. He's going to check all the equipment, the mics, everything, make sure everything's good to go. During that time, you, you get to know each other, right? It's like, Hey, my name's Robert. Hey, my name's Jim. Hey, Jim. Nice to meet you. I, uh, what was that kid's name? I'm looking right at him. He, he uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler. Where's Peter when I need him? But my pregame show with that kid was fucking phenomenal. And we, he was a Christian, an apologist, the most annoying kind. And you'll never guess what. Our pregame show, super pleasant, super pleasant, right? And we, we were ragging each other during the show, right? He would make a point, or I, I would make a point out of nowhere to be like, fuck the Steelers, All right? And he wouldn't say anything. Then 10 minutes later, he would say something, and he was like, oh, fuck the Saints. It's supposed to be fun. When we got on the phone with Joseph Abraham, it's like, hey, man, how's it going? My name's Robert. Hi. Well, man, we're going to do this little interview thing. And, you know, and X, Y, and Z, the blase and the glavenoids. Hey, I mean, do you have any boundaries? Is there something that you don't want us to hit on? Or, you know, let's make this enjoyable. No. And he was such an asshole. And it carried into the fucking interview. And the first time that he kind of lost his fucking mind, 
again, we were being pretty civil up to that point, even though his attitude sucked. And one of the first things he talked about was evolution, right? And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evolution is only true in your tiny little mind. And there was no need for that. But to get to the point, we started talking about religion and he did the exact, it's a relationship. Hello. And he's like, well, you don't have a relationship, a religion with your parents. Do you, Robert? And I was like, no, because first and foremost, I don't worship my fucking parents on pain of death. And two, at minimum, I can prove my fucking parents exist, you sack of shit. But again, there is no intake of new information when it comes to Christianity. And again, this little word game that Tim Keller is playing, because again, no matter what you say as an atheist, it does not fucking matter. He is not going to accept your answer. He's not. So no matter what, again, if I described my God at 38, he would have given me a high five. But I'm describing it now at 49. He's going to say no. That's not the actual God. So, gang, I still have lots of shit to talk about. But before we switch topics, you know the drill. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, delicious gin and truth let's go can y'all hear the fucking thunder Thor is upset hold on you know i was actually going to try and wash my car today that shit's not going to happen let's see your pop papa you want to come inside he's still going to stay his monkey ass outside fine all right moving on all right gang i'm always shocked I, i will put out a tweet i'll make a tweet and i think it's the deepest most philosophically sound shit and I'll get two likes. And the first uh, tweet I ever put out that went into the quadruple digits for likes was I, I probably just finished working out and I came home and I sat and Papa jumped up on the chair, jumped up on the back of the chair and just started licking my head. Right. I guess it was the salt that had dried on my bald scalp. And he just sat there literally for like five minutes and about halfway through, I pulled out the people's phone and I recorded it. I sent that without a single word. Just bam, this is my right now. Gang, literally like 2,700 likes and comments later. I was like, y'all like that? <laughs> right? Well, yesterday, gang, I saw, and I'm sure you guys have seen it too. It was that kid who was graduating from high school here in Texas. And she was talking about. She did not direct it at him, at least not that from the snippet that I saw. But here's this child fucking uh, talking about the uh, insanely draconian fucking anti-abortion rule ever fucking seen. Right. It was just ridiculous. And her speech was very moving, incredibly moving. I want to make sure. Because we're going to talk about what I said here. Again, I'm at fifty eight hundred. Uh, likes 167 retweets. So my words were, this child made more sense than the governor of Texas, who just so happens to be a grown-ass man. Now, again, I am shocked on how much attention that tweet got, honestly and truly. Yesterday, uh, uh, oh, yesterday is one of those moments where I literally looked down at the exact same time my phone was getting a notification. 
And it said, Sarah Silverman liked your tweet. I'm like, oh, oh, someone has the same name. Must be like Sarah Silverman of like San Antonio, Texas or, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's cool. So I clicked on it. Gang, it was actually that fucking Sarah Silverman. Hashtag, I've always had a crush on her. I do. I don't know why. She's just kind of sexy for no fucking reason. She's hot. But that Sarah Silverman actually liked my fucking tweet. So again, before this is all said and done with, I have zero doubt. I'll be like 6,500 likes before this is all said and done with. But the second portion before we jump into the meat of what this little girl said was, I got some feedback, right? And the feedback was, because again, I called her what uh, a child. Now, gang, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at the clock. This story is going to take a little bit. So we're pushing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And then I'm going to come back with part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. Gin and Truth. Let's keep going on this uh, high school graduate here in the state of Texas. So where the fuck was I? Oh, excuse me. So I, I said I made the tweet and I got some feedback that I was it. She's not a child. That that that's what that was the quote. My initial reaction. I'm not trying to kick up dust. It, her title wasn't that important to me. So I my the first thing I said was I stand corrected. Scrolling, seeing the responses. Then someone else said, she's not a child. I said, okay, I I didn't mean any disrespect. Then I got a third, a fourth, a fifth, and the shit just kept coming. And so, you know what? Uncle Bobby, he took his own advice. Y'all remember what I said about when you get called racist and you're not, you know, I got called racist a hundred times today, Robert's like, maybe it's because you're fucking racist, right? Take a step back. Get your ego out of the conversation and seriously reevaluate what the fuck's coming out of your mouth. So I did. I took a step back and I thought about it. You want to know why a 49 year old man called a 17 or 18 year old girl a child? You want to know the reason why? She's a fucking child. That's why she's literally old enough to be my daughter. I'm 30 years younger, older than she is. Right. Hey, go at. No, she was valid Victorian, I think. One. Congratulations, kid. You are. And there's no way she could have been my kid. I'm dumb as fuck. But he's like, yo, you do you way to go. But someone go ask that valid Victorian. How much is her mortgage payment? How much is in her rainy day fund? Well, what does she pay every month on premiums premiums for her fucking health and car insurance? I'm kind of curious. We're talking about someone who is literally a year and a half removed from getting her driver's license. Now, look here. If you saw misogyny in the tweet that I made, it's because you went looking for it. If you saw someone belittling someone else's point because she's a 17, 18 year old little girl, that's because that's what you went looking for. 
right? I call that girl a child because she is a fucking child. This time, three months ago, she still hadn't graduated from high school. I was not disrespecting that kid in any way, shape, or form. So if that's what you saw, that's what you went fishing for. I called that girl a child because she is a fucking child. Now, she's a phenomenal child, and I'm about to jump all on her back and fucking give her kudos. But again, if you got pissed off about the tweet that I made, it's because you went into it looking to be pissed off. I am almost 50. That little girl is literally young enough to be my daughter. But she's phenomenal. And now we're going to talk about how fucking phenomenal she is. This little girl, she got up there, gang. And instead of what she had, they thought she had prepared as her valid Victorian speech, wrong, mister. This little one went out and she went on a terror talking about this draconian ass anti abortion bill and how afraid she was. You know, what happens if her contraception fails? Greg. What happens if she gets raped, Greg, right? She's about her future plans have basically been derailed or at minimum have been made infinitely harder. And again, it's the, the audacity, it's the arrogance, it's the hypocrisy of the Texas run Republican fucking party to think that you know what is best for every woman in the state. Now, again, I'm sure the women that he hangs out with, they are all anti-abortion. They are all forced birth people. I'm not even going to say pro-life because you know for a fact they are not. Again, as long as that life is floating in uh, amniotic fluid, it's the most important life ever. They don't even know the fucker. But the one that has a name, a face, they don't give two shits about. And this child, her, her concerns were legit. She's, she's, it's going to sound crass. She's afraid of dick now. She is. And there is nothing wrong with having sex. To trust me on that one. Uncle Bobby likes fucking. She should be able to enjoy any kind of sexual relation she wants, Greg, and be it condom, birth control, whatever the fuck. But you got to understand, and this is something that the, this Republican Party doesn't understand. Consent to sex is not consent to pregnancy. And consent to pregnancy is not consent to carry it to term. It just isn't. And again, I don't give two fucks what your creator says, Greg, because that's what he said. You know, we're all endowed by her. Shut the fuck up. I mean, seriously, this is what happens. And I mean, how many times have I told you all this? When your worldview more closely aligns with reality, the better the results. Because here's my worldview. I don't know that kid. I don't. <clears throat> Just based on the clip that I saw, I think she's fucking phenomenal. I do. But I don't know her. And I, but I wish her well. I want that little girl to be able to make whatever choice she wants to make for the betterment of her goddamn self, physically, emotionally. I don't even believe in spiritually, but whatever spiritual, I, I want her to live her fullest life. 
And if not getting pregnant or becoming pregnant and not wanting to take that pregnancy to term is what she thinks is in her best interest, Greg Abbott, stay the fuck out of it. I mean, on the strength. And again, that again, that child made more sense than the governor who is a grown ass man. Again, I I can go all day on this, but I'm just going to say the same shit over and over and over again. It is the arrogance of the Texas Republican Party to sit there and make a decision for every woman in this fucking state. And again, this is what I when I meant when I said hypocritical. This is supposed to be the party of small government. The government just made a decision for every woman in the state of Texas. And again, he had a couple ladies behind him when he signed that archaic ass bill. There were more men there. And I'm sure they all agreed with him. But here's the thing, gang. Those five women out of what the 20 some odd people that were standing behind them. That's just them. Even those women, they will never shake that little girl's hand. They, they, they don't know jack shit about her. I don't even remember her name, to be honest with you. And those people know even less. But yet, they're going to sit in their ivory fucking tower. They're going to bang their gavel and make a decision for that 17-year-old girl. Again, it, it is the hypocrisy of t- today's Texas Republican Party. That little girl is fucking phenomenal. She's got more backbone than Greg Abbott could ever hope and pray to fucking have. Kid, I I say bravo for standing up and speaking your fucking truth. But sadly, he's not going to hear you. But just so you know, Uncle Bobby did. And a whole bunch of people got your back. Dang, we still got some shit to talk about. This is going to be a full motherfucking ass show. But before we move on to another topic, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Moving on. Gang, we're going to hit fuckface Frank Turk yet again. Hashtag I secretly hate myself. I saw some more shit. I saw some more shit uh, when I was coming back to Austin yesterday. He was on my YouTube feed. And I told you all before, I just hit play. I'm on autoplay. Whatever comes up, comes up. Sometimes it's some shit I don't give two fucks about. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I just learned something. That was kind of cool. <laughs> right? But fuckface Frank Turk was on my YouTube feed. And it was that stupid-ass cross-examined uh, series that he has. And he was talking about how uh, the LGBTQ issue isn't the same as the civil rights issue. And here was his stupid ass reason why. First and foremost, what did he say? Some along the lines of, oh, for the, for the gay people, of course, who prayed to Jesus is like, okay, you can find a former homosexual, but you will never find a former African-American. Okay. First and foremost, Frank, go fuck yourself. Again, it's speech like this that drives gay people further into the closet and keeps their mental health in the fucking basement and keeps their suicide numbers as tall as the Tower of fucking America's. Frank Turk, go fuck yourself. 
again, you'll you'll sit there and you'll find 2,000 gay people. Yes, they're still fucking gay. Hashtag insult jerk that joke there. I just said fucking gay. Yes, there's still, John still wants to fuck Billy. Mary still wants to fuck Susie. But in order to fit in and not get fucking terrorized by quote unquote loving Christians, yeah, they're going to say they made the switch. Right? But again, for the 2,000 that you can find, you are missing the 20 million who are either in the closet or under the fucking ground because they took their own lives. Because it's assholes like you who continue to demonize homosexuality. Fuck you, Frank Turek. And it's, it's, it's not, it, 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 but he's the one who does that stupid ass analogy about free will. About, you know, well, what happens if uh, you tape a football game and you watch it later? Did you take away their free will? You can't even respond to that. It's just a stupid thing to say. Right? So you can't, former gay versus former African-American, there's really no response to that because it's just a fucking stupid thing to say. It really is. But here's the thing, and he was talking about, so the one thing that he refuses to acknowledge there's one thing that being black and being gay have in common is that it is an immutable characteristic. This is no, it's not a debate. It's not a debate. You do not, I, I chose to be black about as much as a gay person chose to be gay. It is who you are. Again, it's not a debate. D- despite what the Christian pastors will tell you, it's not a debate, right? So, And what Frank was trying to get to is that blacks deserved civil rights, whereas the gay people don't because blacks were fighting over an immutable characteristic, being black. Gays, on the other hand, they're fighting because it's a behavior. Let me say that again, because this isn't the first time he has said this. It's a behavior. Let me tell you something, gang. That's the fucking problem when you get Christianity mixed in with what I'm going to call an incredibly simple topic like homosexuality. Because their fucking worldview does not comport with reality, they sound fucking stupid. Or at least the ones who make this stupid ass argument. Again, my sister, Lady L, turns out her God loves gay people and not that condescending love shit. He really loves them, and they're going to go to heaven. That's why, like I said, I don't debate her on her God. Her her God kicks ass, right? But it's a behavior, and that's here's the thing. It it makes you wonder, how often do they think about that? Because let me tell you something. Those gay people who are fucking, they aren't thinking about Christians, but Christians are thinking about them constantly. Right. You can. I mean, it's like the gay Captain Planet up in this bitch. Right. With our powers combined. Gang, if you were to splice the genes of fucking Little Richard and Liberace, that genetic product right there would not think about gay sex half as much as a Christian does. I mean, I don't think about Christian gang. Let me tell you guys something. Have you ever gotten a fucking blowjob so fucking phenomenal that you lose feeling in your right foot? I have. I was infinitely more concerned 
that I was becoming Christopher Reeves up in this bitch. I thought I was about to be paralyzed. I'm hitting my leg trying to get fucking circulation back in there. The last thing I was thinking about was fucking Christianity. But he's not the only one who sits there and, you know, I hate the behavior, but I love the person. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. Again, if that's all, when you see two gay people walk down the streets holding hands, the first thing that should come to your mind is that is beautiful. Just like when you see a heterosexual couple, just like when you see a loving parent holding the hands of their daughter or sons. Again, the world is better when the majority of us are fucking happy, literally fucking happy. Like I said before, I have never once been upset when the man gravy comes out. Everyone should enjoy a healthy and sexy fucking vibrant uh, sex life. But again, he doesn't think that gay people should, you know, be talking about civil rights because it's all about a behavior. Again, Frank, you think about gay sex more than our LGBTQ brothers and sisters do. Frank Turk, come the fuck out of the closet. I mean, on the strength. And the other thing that he said that I was like, yo, I can't believe you said that out loud. Was one. Gay people have got nothing to complain about. They're doing fucking phenomenal. Right? And again, it's just like when a white person tells a black person, what do you have to complain about? Everything's fine now. Right? It's like, fuckface Greg Abbott. <laughs> like Dan Patrick. We're not going to teach about critical race theory. There's no more racism. Shut up, you fucking filthy Negroes. Go out there and play the fiddle. Go be happy. As a white person, you don't get to say that. You don't. And as a straight person, you don't get to say gay people don't have any fucking problems. I mean, the goal of it. But you know the one thing that just really got me, gang? And again, it, no, let me write this shit down. I'm going to tie this one in at the end of the show. But I've said before, when you don't know what persecution is, you have to make shit up. And again, usually what you make up is so mind-blowingly fucking stupid, you sound like an idiot. Again, so bad, I wonder how it is they let you come out during the daytime hours. To wrap this whole thing up, Frank Turek, when he said gay people have everything, right? They 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 hold the you know higher positions, they make more money, and there's there's no this fucker turned it around and said the real victims in this conversation are Christians. Yeah, he said that. Gang, simply saying that fucking sentence put a bad taste in my mouth. I got to get it out. And you know how we get the bad taste out. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. And so the fucked up part is he literally said the real victims in this story are Christians. Yeah, he really said that. And that gay people aren't under any, anyone's heel. The real victims here are they're being persecuted for what they believe. Well, again, one, you're not being persecuted, Frank. Shut the fuck up. Again, you guys run this country. 
And the second thing is, I can't believe you fucking said that out loud. But again, they have a narrative that they have to continue to push. Again, they're, oh, fuck me. Did y'all see me retweet that video yesterday? It just got came to me. So my main man, Joseph motherfucking Nola. I told you, I will never debate that dude on the existence of his God. He's a Catholic. I, I seen him in his little outfit there. Handsome ass dude. I told y'all, every time this fucker makes a tweet, it is drowning in compassion and empathy. Now, again, I don't believe there's a God in the sky, but he does. But I'm not going to debate him because his God makes him a better person. I agree with everything he's ever tweeted out. Right. But there was another dude who sounded just like Joseph motherfucking Nola. And he, too, was a Catholic priest. And it was some asshole, you know, in a CGI jail, you know, and it's the same shit. uh, Like Newt Gingrich has said it. Bill O'Reilly, you know, you know, where are you going to be when they make Christianity illegal in the United States? Shut the fuck up. Drama queen much. But that's exactly what this priest was saying. It's like, yes, and I agree with them. There are places where Christians are actually persecuted. Their Koreas. Some of the parts of the China, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, there are places where this shit can be fucked up if you say you love Jesus. I get it. But you know where that isn't happening? Right here in the United fucking States. You guys run this place. And again, my offer still stands. Let's not do a week. Let's do a month. Three t-shirts apiece. I'll get one that says, you know, I am second. You know, fucking Lord's Gym. His pain is my gain. And I'm trying to remember what other fucked up ass t-shirts I used to wear when I was a Christian. Christians, you wear a t-shirt that says, this is what an American atheist looks like. Right? And all the other uh, slogans that we have. Again, let's do it for a month. Then let's come back and talk about our experiences. So that you can maybe kind of slightly experience some actual persecution. Again, you guys are just being criticized and everything is eligible for criticism. Everything, right? Myself included. But fuckface Frank Turk actually said the real victim here are Christians. Because when we, and that's what that preacher said, or that father, or deep, whatever the fuck, he, he wore a little funny uniform. And he was like, Why? Because you can't, you know, make fun of gay people anymore. And I remember he said, and I thought he was going to say fuck, but he said, what the hell's the matter with you? And again, and he's absolutely right. Persecution to a Christian in this scenario, persecution means they can't openly call gay people faggots, fucking abominations, you know, sodomite ass. Because you guys can no longer rake our gay brothers and sisters over the coals anymore, you think that's actual persecution. You guys got no idea what the fuck it is you're talking about. Now, gang, we've covered a lot of shit, haven't we? And we're still not fucking done. We're about to switch gears. But before I switch gears, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. Fuck me. 
It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. So, okay, I've said before, I've said before, and I'm serious, stop diagnosing what you think is a mental illness with no medical training based on a 17-second Twitter video clip. Stop doing that. Now, that being said, I think I'm about to break my own rule here a little bit, but I think I'm a little bit more justified than some of you assholes. And what got me to it, you remember last year when I was going nuts and all these videos, and oh, you're a fucking nigger, you fucking nigger. I hate niggers, 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 niggers. And I would say something like, yo, this is fucked up. If that asshole ever said it to me, I'd punch him in his dick. What would everyone say? Oh, Robert, that person's mentally ill. I mean, shut the fuck up. They're not mentally ill. They're fucking racist. Right? He's like, well, Robert, he said nigger seven times in a row, and that's clearly a sign of schizophrenia. What I would do, shut the fuck up. I read your profile. You're a high school gym teacher. You don't know shit. Right? But first analogy time, because that's how I get down. You guys ever watch 600 Pound Life? I can barely watch that show. Now, before I jump into 600-pound life, gang, I, I, I'm not bashing heavy people. Now, let's put out that little disclaimer right fucking now. All the terms I'm getting ready to use are actual terms. Again, I work in a fitness studio. Let's just say I'm not ignorant on this topic. But you've got the person. There's usually two main characters in those shows, right? And it's, of course, the person who is super morbidly obese, You know, there's no way 713 pounds needs to be on any skeleton, much less one that is five foot six inches tall. Excuse me. That that is an excruciatingly miserable way to live. It just is. That's just a scientific fact. Right. It's like when uh, Jillian Michaels, when people were praising Lizzo and all she did was kick facts. She did. I stand by Jillian when she said what she said. Lizzo could be. The picture of health. I We don't know her numbers, and it's known to happen. Her blood pressure could be great. Her cholesterol could be great. I don't know Lizzo, but apparently her shows are hyper and incredibly energetic. She may be that one exception to every rule, but Jillian said that's not anything to idolize it, because it's not. If you are that big at her height, chances are all your negative health and factors have just increased. Same thing here, gang. And literally, when you are 600 plus, 700 plus pounds at any weight, you, you are literally a cheeseburger away from dying. And so that's what these people are on this show. Now, the second character normally in these shows is the enabler. And the enabler is usually an average sized person, right? What I don't think they focus on enough because there's two diseased people in this conversation. And again, these are all technical terms. Don't hang up on me. No one attaches that much weight onto a human skeleton because they like the taste of microwave pizza. They are masking something dark. Rape. They saw someone close to die. That's trauma. That's not I like how it tastes. The enabler also has an issue. They are missing something in their life. That is why they do what they do. Now, the one part that sticks out in my mind, I'll never forget it because they were Texans. That's where I live. She was the heavy person. And gang, I lie to you not, she was fucking enormous. It, It was hard to watch. I did not make it through the entire episode. She was entirely too big for intercourse, but apparently she sucked a hell of a dick. 
I am talking golf ball through a garden hose. I am talking chrome off of a fucking bumper. And you only know that because that's what she alluded to. Now, again, the enabler, you enable because you as well are missing something. Something is wrong with you. And again, I'm being clinical when I say this. And so the scenario was, again, because when you're 700 pounds, 600 pounds, you don't go make groceries. That's why you have the enabler. In in this case, the enabler, let's call him John. He was like, yo, baby, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I know you want me to go to the store and get the economy pack of frozen corn dogs, you know, 72 in one box, fry them in peanut oil, and then you're going to eat them all in one sitting. I just, I don't think that's a good idea. And you know what? He was right. He was right. She, because she has to lay on her stomach pretty much 24-7, and I think that's how she gets to, you know, the blowjob thing, and she kept kind of looking at his crotch. And she was mad, gang. She was mad because he had something that she wanted and vice versa. And she straight up told him, I'm not going to give you what you want. Kept looking at his dick. I'm not, no, fine. And, and there she was upset that he was standing up to her. Now, I don't know if he got that blowjob, but you know what she got? Her fucking 72 corn dog lunch. Gang, there are two people in this equation, right? There is the person who is super morbidly obese who's trying to cover up some pain. And then there's the enabler who needs to provide for someone else because they too are covering up some pain. Which is a great lead in to talk about Donald fuckface Trump. Gang, that is a delusional individual. Yes, I know. I sweat for a living. I'm not a psychiatrist. I I cannot diagnose mental illness, but I just diagnosed mental illness. That fucker is delusional. Gang, he has been talking. How how far out are we from the fucking election? Seven months? Eight months? Donald Trump fucking lost that election. And you want to know why I'm still harping on it? Because he's still harping on it. How many videos have we seen where he's at a Mar-a-Lago wedding and he's got a hold to the mic and said, hey, you know what, Susie? Hey, John, you crazy couple, you bang it out. You you have a hell of a... No, no. He sat there and bellyached during a wedding speech that he was robbed from the election. And gang, this is a first in gin and truth history. For the second time, I'm looking at the clock. And I'm actually pushing the 29-minute mark yet again. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up. It's delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Again, I'm going to get fucked up. (laughs) And I'll be back for part three of Gin and Truth. Let's go. All right, I'm black. Again. (laughs) Whoever thought it was a good idea. To fucking drink while you're podcasting is a stupid sack of shit. Remind me to punch that fucker in the dick. I'm going to get fucked up. But let's keep this thing going. So back to fuckface Donald Trump and my unqualified diagnosis that he's suffering from some sort of delusional paranoia. But again, I left off and I was telling y'all, how many of those fucking videos have we all seen where fuckface Donald Trump was fucking at someone else's wedding Talking about how we lost the election. 
Hashtag he didn't. Let it go. Hey, yeah. You remember how you fuckers tell us to let it go? It was so long ago. Let it go. Hey, guess what, assholes? The election was seven months ago. Let it go. Right? So it, it's not just that, gang. It's it's these reports that Trump is talking about. He will be reinstated as president as early as fucking August. Now, I had someone at work today shrug that shit off. He never said that. And these are the exact same people who will sit here and tell you Trump did not incite those riots on January the 6th. Hashtag, yes, he did. But here's the thing, gang. Even if he didn't say it, yeah, he did. Trump is quite literally the 600-pound person who is scrubbing his back with a fucking loofah. The enablers are all those idiots who continue to jerk him off. Again, you remember the fucking January the 6th? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He didn't start the riots. Then you were blunt. Just like the people who saw my tweet and it's like, she's not a child. That's misogynistic. Because that's what you want to see. If you saw January the 6th and you didn't tie it to Trump, it's because that's what you wanted to believe in the first place. But again, it's all these idiots who I told you all before, the definition of a fucking failed insurrection, it's called a dress rehearsal. They're going to do this shit again, gang. They want Donald Trump to be their grand exalted leader. If not right now, they will wait until 2024. These people are fucking lethally unintelligent. Right? You remember that? What was that bitch? I keep trying to remember this asshole's name, but the fucker who broke into Nancy Pelosi's office. Now I've already told y'all, and I'm gonna have to do an episode on her. I am not the biggest Nancy Pelosi fan you will ever find. If I saw her, I, let's just say I would not ask for her autograph. I wouldn't. I think she has tremendous flaws, but her office needs to be respected. And this asshole broke in put his feet on the desk and stole a piece of mail, took a picture with a high-definition camera and posted it and is acting shocked and surprised that he got caught. Well, the thing about this asshole gang is that he has started a fucking online fundraiser for his legal defense. I was sitting there watching that with my daddy yesterday and I told my daddy, and I'm going to tell you guys, without even looking it up, I promise you, He's probably somewhere in between a quarter million and half million dollars. I haven't, I, I swear, I haven't looked it up. And I'll look it up after the show and I'll tweet about it. And if you think I'm bullshitting, what about fuckface Kyle L. Rittenhouse? Now, just in case you don't know why I call him L. Rittenhouse, it was last year, of course, when all that shit was going down. And we were all pointing out the huge discrepancy on how. Blacks are treated by cops and how blacks who are suspected of being a criminal, we are treated with lethality. Whereas white boys who have committed murder are treated with the utmost professionalism by the cops. Right. And I was pointing out Kyle L. Rittenhouse and some asshole was like, oh, but did you know he's Mexican? Shut the fuck up with a name like Rittenhouse. How did I not know that? 
right? Go fuck yourself. But he put up, he, he, how about this? He's so fucking Mexican. Do you know who adopted him? The fucking brown boys. He was seen pictures at a bar, getting drunk, putting up that fucking white symbol, white power symbol. That's how Mexican he is, you fucking assholes. But he didn't have money. His parents aren't rich. They put up a shit ton of cat. You know who the last, per- the biggest donor was Ricky Schroeder. What the fuck happened to Ricky Schroeder, gang? How do you go from the doe-eyed, blonde-haired kid from fucking Silver Spoons to the fucking second coming of a Nazi SS soldier? I mean, fuck me. Kyle Rittenhouse shot two fucking people. Fuckface Donald Trump had nothing bad to say to him about him. Nothing. Defended him. Now we go back to this asshole who broke into Nancy Pelosi's house. Uh, her office. Gang, it's not one big rich donor that's got is going to get, I promise you, he'll have millions of dollars before this is all said and done with. Donald Trump is quite literally the super morbidly obese person. The bigger issue are the enablers. Trust and believe this asshole who broke into Pelosi's uh, office. Oh, he's going to get bail. Oh, yeah. His legal defense. He's going to have the OJ Simpson of legal defense teams before this is all said and done with. I'm not exaggerating, gang. I am not exaggerating. This shit is going to get worse. Fuckface Matt Gates, the man whose head is so big it has its own gravitational pull, is constantly still talking about how great Donald Trump is. And Matt Fuckface Gates, who will walk, I have no belief that the American justice system is going to do the right thing on this one. Again, we've got Venmo fucking transaction history to show that he pays to rape little girls and he's going to walk clean. That big-headed asshole said he's going to run for president. That's if Donald Trump doesn't run first. Have y'all seen those fucking America First rallies headed by fucking Marjorie Taylor, Jewish space later, Cro-Magnon man forehead, open mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, troglodyte, white man are the real victims green. Have you seen her in action at those stupid-ass rallies? Who's the greatest president ever? Donald Trump! Donald Trump! Donald Trump! And she's up there smiling like a fucking loon. Donald Trump is the 800-pound person who needs to be fed frozen tater tots, and he has a country full of enablers. That man is delusional. He actually thinks he won the White House. And because he thinks that, his enablers are going to push that action forward. Now, I'm about to reference January the 6th. And that day still pisses me the fuck off. I got to calm down. And you know what calms me down? Hold on, you know what time it is. God damn, we get drunk. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. God damn, I'm going to drink a lot during this one. But January the 6th, again, if you look at Fox, and I need to jump on them too, they will only play 
the part of that uh, insurrection speech where he says to march down peacefully. And you know what, gang? That is exactly what he said. It is. That's not up for debate. And if that's all you focus on, just like me calling that little girl a child, that's all you want to see. You are ignoring four and a half, and that's just his presidency. When I say four and a half years, I'm talking about his campaign plus his uh, uh, presidency. Again, he has a a literal cavalcade, gang, of violent statements. Then you get to January the fucking 6th, and the part that got me, other than all the other bullshit, was we. He said we. We're going to march down Pennsylvania Avenue. I'm going to be right there with you. His monkey ass was in a fucking bunker surrounded by secret service people. While his fucking enablers wrecked shop the first insurrection on American soil in fucking over 200 years. Are you fucking kidding me? They're going to do that shit again. Why? Because he's a 600 pound dude who can't get off the couch and he is surrounded by his fucking enablers. Now, again, the other thing that I was listening to on the way home was uh, uh, The Daily Show, Trevor Noah. And he strung together a 20-minute clip of fucking all the ridiculous contradictions that came out of fucking Fox News' mouth over the last four years. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was more sad than when I was entertained and I laughed. Biden and fucking Trump can do the exact same thing. When Biden does it, they trash him. When Trump does it, they jerk him off. Now, these aren't just enablers, gang. These are high-powered and highly watched fucking enablers. What was that one asshole who said that uh, his lawyer said it was Fox mania? Again, it's easy to dismiss and it's easy to laugh at these assholes until you realize they actually have real power. They do. And, you know, hate Barbie is one of my least favorite. And a uh, clip that stood out was, you know, right when Biden won. When you couldn't deny it anymore. Right. And she's like, oh, it's going to be terrible. They're just uh, wait for the adoration, the bootlicking and. And then he clipped, uh, switched uh, gears and showed her literally just looking doe-eyed in Trump's face. The only thing she wasn't doing was wearing a G-string and juggling his nuts in his, her fucking mouth, right? It was, uh, President Trump, I mean, you're, you're so phenomenal. You're so great. I mean, how, how, you just don't get the credit you deserve. You're so, you're so phenomenal. You're one. Shut the fuck up. Again, I, I keep coming back to this gang because this shit isn't going away anytime soon. Donald Trump is literally the 800-pound person who's shoving 9,000 calories worth of ho-hos and ding-dongs in their fucking mouth. And Fox News and his, what did he always brag about? 71 million, more than any president's ever had. Wrong, mister. He has over 70 million enablers. And again, the definition, according to Uncle Bobby, the definition of a felt insurrection, dress rehearsal. Oh, fuck me, gang. You know, oh, just because, just because, hold on, you know what time it is. 
Gin and truth and record setting. Let's go. Shit. Now, gang, Uncle Bobby has given you a lot of problems today. And as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you a lot of motherfucking solutions. First up, Arizona, shut the fuck up. You cannot be fucking serious bringing the, not just the gas chamber. Oh, no, that, that would be too civil. The exact same fucking gas chambers that the Nazis used to kill Jews during World War II. Are you fucking kidding me? Like I said, gang, I do not care what your program is. I do not care. But again, other than the five points of homeostasis, if anything in your program aligns with the former Third Reich, your program sucks. Arizona, step your fucking game up. Next up, Tim Keller, shut the fuck up. Again, all you Christians, especially you Christian apologists, Again, you do get, you guys do not evolve. You guys do not take in new information. All you do is switch numbers around in a math equation and then celebrate like you got a new fucking uh, answer. You don't. Three plus two is the same as two plus three. Right? And again, you know, describe whatever God that you don't believe in. I probably don't believe in him either. Well, guess what? As a 49-year-old atheist, you're right. As a 35-year-old Christian, you would have sucked my dick. So again, this is nothing more than word games and fucking ecumenical three-card Monty. Step your fucking game up. Number three, for the people who thought I was bashing a little girl, shut the fuck up. Again, I am almost fucking 50. I've earned the right to call a 17-year-old a fucking child. You want to know why? Because she's a fucking child. Again, if you read that tweet and you got your fucking underwear bunched up in your butthole, it's because that's what you went looking for. No one is more protective than I am. There's no way I'm going to bash that little girl or talk down to her. She's a kid because she's a kid and she's fucking phenomenal. Yes, I called her a child for one reason and one reason only. She's a child. To the 17-year-old, to the 18-year-old child, do not shut the fuck up. Little girl, you, you are fucking phenomenal. You have infinitely more bravery then Greg Abbott and the entire Texas Republican Party combined times 12. Child, you are going to change the world. Don't you ever fucking back down. Now, you are a public figure now, whether you realize it or not, kid. That means the hate is going to come. And at your age, it's going to be hard to fucking deal with. You cannot avoid it. But what you can do is surround yourself with people who are going to have your fucking back. And you know who's behind you? Uncle Bobby. Everything you said during that fucking speech, kid, was spot fucking on. You are an amazing young lady. You're still a child, but you are an amazing young lady. You go change the fucking world. Next up, fuckface Frank Turk and Christians who think you're being persecuted. Shut the fuck up. Again, you can combine the gayest people on the fucking planet 
If Ricky Martin fucked Greg Louganis and Greg Louganis had the ability to get pregnant and the kid who came out of his dick hole who just so happened to be gay still wouldn't think about gay sex as much as Frank fucking Turek and y'all's ability to turn someone else's hard times into your persecution is fucking insulting. Christians, you are not being fucking persecuted. You are simply asked to shut the fuck up. Those two gay guys, those two lesbians, their life has got nothing to do with you. Shut your fucking mouth. Because when you do open your mouth, all you do is make their life harder. Are you serious? Gang, after this, I may not talk for the rest of the fucking day. This is more talking I do in almost 90 minutes than what I do an entire work day. God damn, I'm tired. Last but not least, Donald fuckface Trump and all his fucking enablers. Shut the fuck up. You lost that election, dude. You lost it fair and fucking square. And politically, you were quite literally the 957-pound person who cannot get off the couch, who has their enablers, mix up a gallon of cream gravy, and you drink it from the fucking blender. Your delusion is being fed by your delusion fucking enablers. And I pray before God and 16 more white people that I am wrong, but I don't think that I am. Because of your generation's worth of fucking damage, I really think there's going to be another insurrection. I think there's going to be another fight. You're not going to make the fucking White House, you jackass. But your minions are going to fucking fight for it. That's what scares me. That is what fucking scares me. I can't believe I just used a 600-pound life analogy in my show. That took some motherfucking talent. And because I have some talent, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's not go. Gang, I have definitely held y'all long enough. So the big guy is signing the fuck off. Gin and truth, let's go. Thank you.